1: Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more.
0: This is Talksport Daily.
1: Hello and
2: welcome to another Andy Goldstein's Talksport Daily podcast with me. Yeah, that fella off the telly doing that stuff with balls. He's back. I can only apologise for being away for. we understand that the Blackburn fella, whatever his name is, Adam Thingamajig, Catmandu, Kathmandu, was doing an average job. Nothing I can do about it. I mean, someone's got to do them. We tried other things. I even paid 12 99 for a microphone that attaches to my iPhone. Won't get that money back. But that didn't I kept popping it. Pop, pop, pop. It didn't work. We did try it, but there's nothing I can do about it. Anyway, I'm here to so stop whinging you lot. This podcast begins, of course, with your reaction to the big game at Stamford Bridge that saw my team, Manchester United, Beat Jason's team. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, you lot have been having your say on my show, and it goes in Sportsman Monday at 10 p.m. And this is what words coming out of your mouth sounded like on national radio.
3: In another goal moose game over chelsea nil manchester united two. and this will not go down well at all because harry maguire is the man who's got the goal it's a corner, and he's just come and run and jumped and
4: put a meaty header beyond caballero frank lampard because he's a legend we said that he would get more time he's done very well to get him in the top four at this particular time but then you have to have more now of so how to approach game and see games out and Clearly, when it wasn't working with Batch that needed changing at half time. And managers earn their money when it's not going well for their teams at half time. Mm. That's why you're paid to do your job. Mm. You don't need to be doing that.
3: Groundhog Day, create quite a lot, enough good chances to score goals in the game. If you're not going to do that, it's just hard to win football games. And, you know, Man United want a huge threat on the counter. They score with two headers, particularly the set-piece one. I think the first one is Andreas has just been off the pitch with the set-piece one. Um, so, I'm not naive. I know the rules. You don't win games and that's a fact. But it's the same story. And it was it was really clear-cut to see today that we're great enough to win games and don't score them.
4: At no point during that game, we were the better team. You were. At no point. You had the two now, good chances. Ch- credit we're credit is. Two, two scruffy chances. That's he couldn't finish his dinner. No, the second same one. As- no, Sam. The second one was a clear-cut chance. He just made himself off balance. That was that was the best chance. And goals do change game. You were slightly the better team for the first 20, 20, 25 minutes, no, and then you I, then I, you I run just, out of ideas.
3: Run out of ideas. We ain't even got any ideas to start yes. with. It's the same. We're playing three defensive midfielders. Sam. Three defensive-minded midfielders. Sarri got all the stick in the world for playing Kante out of position. Lampard does it, no one no one cares. Jorginho, everyone hated Jorginho down at Stamford Bridge. He was the worst player Chelsea have ever signed. Now Lampard's there, he's the greatest thing. He, everyone loves him. Oh, yeah, Jorginho's got to start. It, he's getting away with murder, mate. Honestly Sam, God.
2: Sam, do you want Lampard out? Yeah, well, I, you know <laughs> what? I just, it's hard. He, he's not good no, enough. No, no, no. Sam, Listen. <laughs> Sam, take out the equation who he is and what a legend he was for your club. Take that away because yeah. you, you're answering that's with your heart. You, do you want Frank Lampard, the manager of your club?
3: I want him and that joker, Jody Morris, to be to given the boot. But the player of them ain't got a
0: clue. Good win for your voice tonight, Ollie. Fantastic. Great result. It's not very often you can uh, say that you've gone here and won three times on the bounce at Stamford Bridge. It's a good team we're playing against. Difficult to. Uh, to get on the ball, they're pressing high, they're pressing well, and uh, but we uh, we got two uh, very good goals. You ride your luck a little bit.
3: Harry could have been sent off first half, and Chelsea had a couple of goals to from VAR <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we there were some marginal decisions there. I think the two uh, they're right, the two goals that they sh- chalked off Um, Harry's I wouldn't think that's nowhere near uh, ascending off he's he's fouled he's rolled around and it looks like Baccio is going to end on on top of him so for me it doesn't look like a foul
3: finally a second win in 2019 is a little bit pressure
0: you're under (laughs) well you you keep talking about that pressure of course working at Man United is pressure every day but you love it
2: now because it's heavyweight week which doesn't mean Alan Brazil is doing the breakfast show alongside Big Sam. No, no, well, it probably does. But it also means Tyson Fury is fighting Deontay Wilder at stupid o'clock in the morning. Anyway, earlier on Jim White's show, Ben Davison was on, brackets, Tyson Fury's former trainer, close brackets, saying that Tyson Fury's dad contradicts himself and was wrong to criticise me. Him, not me. I mean, I've never met the fan Well, I've met him once at the end. Doesn't matter. It wasn't me. It was him. And he also gives his fight prediction.
5: John said many a things. He said that he thought it would take a few years for Tyson to get back to that level. And uh, obviously, he didn't expect Tyson to be able to perform as he did. So, you know, he says one thing but, and then says another thing. But look, the reality of it is, as Tyson said himself, that team helped save his life. So, uh, you know, I think it's uh, unfair criticism. But um, it is what it is. Uh, he had some fantastic performances and set such a high standard from his performance in the wild in the first fight and the Tom Schultz performance that people had that expectation in, in, in the Walling fight and he didn't have the same performance and therefore it led to criticism. But it is what it is. I know that Tyson performed very well in, uh, in his performances and went above and beyond what people's expectations were. It's a genuine number one versus number two. I think that Tyson will come through. I've got full confidence in him coming through and being victorious in this fight. How he wins the fight, like I said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I think that's what we're all looking forward to seeing is how he becomes victorious, but I certainly believe it he'll be victorious. And I'm backing him 1,000 million percent.
2: And, of course, a quick reminder, that fight, Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder, too, is live on TalkSport around about 4 o'clock on Sunday morning. That's not Sunday night morning, Saturday night morning. So after midnight on Saturday, getting from the pub, and you're a bit drunk and all your mates are going oh yeah I'll for the fight and then you have a couple of drinks and then you have a pizza then you have some toast and around right about that time of the morning it feels like Gordon Ramsay's been cooking it in the kitchen go, oh I love toast and someone raids the freezer and they find some crumpets you go oh I've not had crumpets for years and you have that and then you've gone for all the food in the house anyway about, about half the everyone's asleep and you miss it well you don't have to because it's on sports so just leave your JVC stack system running with turntable on top Leave it on TalkSport. Tune it in, obviously. That won't be DAB. that would be old-school. TalkSport. Leave it on that. And you'll hear it live right here. Time now to hear from Martin Ziegler. And he was predicting that Cass might lessen Man City's European ban. This was on Jim White's show with Natalie Sawyer and Clinton Morrison. I don't know what Cass has got to do with it. I mean, why are they picking someone on The Breakfast Show alongside Georgie Bigham? Cass, what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm going to let Man City back in after a year. I mean, hardly seems fair, does it?
5: If I was to make an educated guess, I would, I would say they will go to the Court of Arbitration for Sport and they will, um, the ban will be reduced by a year. We saw with AC Milan in 2018, for example, they, they were banned for one year that they went to CAS and challenged it. And CAS didn't say UEFA had done the wrong thing, they just said that the sanctions had been too severe and so that they actually reduced the ban to a fine now. It's also a different case because this is, this is City being accused of deliberately misleading UEFA, not just <coughs> spending too much.
2: And staying with that subject, we can cross over to drive time now, and of course the ginger fella with the loud shirts. And alongside him, the northern bloke who likes talking about whippets and tuk pub. Anyway, both of them were talking about Manchester City and their European ban by UEFA
3: here's the, the little mantra that people are, are giving us and that is that they keep saying City have broken the rules that's being spouted uh, by those who believe in the rules but they do they even know what the rules are or why they were put in place the rules are there to stop competition if you have those rules it means that the same clubs will be at the very top Season after season, decade after decade, it's to preserve the plow- power for one or two, cl- well, not one or two, but for a dozen European clubs. But in this country, it'd be preserved in power <laughs> of two or three clubs. Now, I, I I can't get my head around why people are supporting these rules. And, and here's the thing as well. People are talking about, you know, the rules are there in place and it's not necessarily about financial fair play, but about... Manchester City just got a text here. Terry says it's about Man City allegedly cooking the books. Well, let's, let's analyze that, shall we? City have put money into an English club. They put money into football. City have signed players from Spurs, Bilbao, from Everton, Schalke, Valencia, Dortmund. That money has been spread around Europe into football. It's money coming from outside of football, coming into football and being spread around. What on earth is wrong with that? So I I can't get my head around that. Developing English talent. Exactly. Their academy is is brilliant. Some of their players are out on loan helping other clubs as well. I can't understand why that's a problem for a lot of people. They've pumped money. The owners of Man City have pumped money into an English club, into football and into the city of Manchester as well. They've developed that part of Manchester. That mustn't be forgotten. I want to know why that's a bad thing. If the rules are so strict, if these FFP rules are so strict that a club has to sponsor their own training ground or whatever it might be for a lot of money. Why is that a problem? I don't get it. It's all right saying they've allegedly cooked the books. If they've sponsored a training ground for twice what a regular company would sponsor it for, so what? That money's going into football and being spread around football. Why has anybody got a problem with that?
2: In the football world, there was very sad news when it was announced that the former Manchester United goalkeeper, Harry Gregg, had passed away age 87. Gregg was, of course, hailed as a hero of the Munich air disaster in 1958, in which 23 people were killed. He was a survivor and twice returned to the burning fuselage to drag teammates and strangers to safety. This is Gregg, in his own words, on going to the hospital after the disaster.
0: We were taken away in a Volkswagen... I remember them driving through the snow and all out there, and anyway, we got to the hospital. And uh, Bobby Charlton, I'd pulled him and tricky. I I left him for dead, but I'd pulled him away. Hmm. And I'd tried to get Joe Friday, the house detective, Albert Scanlon, out, but he was trapped. He was gone. Anyway, we get to the hospital, and we're walking along the corridor, Bill folks, Bobby Charlton, myself, and a Yugoslav diplomat. And all of a sudden the fella collapsed on the floor. He'd been walking about with a broken leg. Just snapped in front of him, wasn't he? They carried him away. They took Bobby, Billy Folks and myself in and they gave Folksy an injection and put him in a trolley. They gave me an injection and when they put me in a trolley I said, I'm not staying in here. And then they took us to a hotel. And I remember things that stick in your mind. Forget all the other garbage. I remember standing at a window on about the fourth floor and watching the snowflakes come down one at a time until the cars were covered in the street.
2: Time now to check in with Danny Kelly, Simon Jordan, Sean Custis, and James Ducker in a show we've cleverly called The Press Box.
6: When Spurs got off for the thick end of 50 million quid for Carl Walker, much as I loved Carl and he's the best right back in the country at the time, I thought, can got let him go. That's just an extraordinary fee for a fullback. Mm. Now, Aaron Wan-Bissaka costs much more, and it's only three years on. So, is it outrageous to ask for, even if it's true, for fifty million quid for Bellingham? Yeah, of course it is. Uh and, you know and it's it's not meaningless the football agents that will get 10% of that. It's not meaningless. He hasn't got a football agent. At the uh, uh, he will soon will have yeah, the at the moment, you know, just, he soon yeah, will yeah, have. you're right. Um if, if there been. is an opportunity for Birmingham to sell Look. <laughs> in, in, jo- in joke there for if, the journalists around if, the table. If 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 you're looking at it from the perspective of a young player coming through. I had a similar situation comparable uh in terms of age and the uh ideals of what this boy was in John Bostock. the hype yeah around and him and the yeah. hype and we, when we you know and and of course this is now 10 12 13 years ago and a lot of things have gone on in terms of the value of players and transfer fees and so on and so forth but we were offered a million and a half for him from Barcelona when he was 15 years of age. Made his debut against Watford, came into the team and ultimately, you know, uh, ended up going to your little lot mm-hmm. because uh, Daniel was busy and whatever else. he the respect we- I'm held Went him off here. to Spurs and, that and, and, and took advice uh, that was wrong for his career and ended up where he is now. Back in, in English football, but not really having fulfilled his potential. Mm-hmm. The damaging thing is, is that young boys at 16 years of age are a long, 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 long way away from being what people think they're going to be because there's a lot of different avenues they're going to go down a lot of different relationships they're going to develop and a lot of different opportunities that may or may not come their way the idea that it's palatable to be suggesting that a 16 year old kid playing for a championship size is somehow going to be worth 50 million quid and i know that your argument that you're advancing at the top of your soliloquy Mm. was that you think that 50 million quid is not necessarily a big transfer fee. Well, it is a big transfer fee yes. when you're Bournemouth. It is a big, a bigger transfer fee to the bottom 10 of the Premier League. It might not be a big transfer fee to Tottenham at times. Mm-hmm. It might not be a big transfer fee to the Manchester, Manchester clubs. It might be in the future for Man City. Um, but but by definition, it's it's a polluting and corrupting of the game too early in a generation. Now, a large proportion of that £50 million will, be, will, I would suspect if there ever was a £50 million pound figure for a 16-year-old, will be made up in value-added extras, which will be when he plays this game, when he plays that game, how many games he's played, and so on and so forth. But you're now talking about the idea that it's not beyond the pale of thought that somebody would consider moving into that territory. It's steering into the idea that agents now can get back into 16-year-olds where we want them as far away from as possible, and boys learning their trade at football clubs like Birmingham, where they're going to play earn their right to move and effectively learn to be a professional footballer before they start moving into other clubs that aren't going to play them. There
3: is, a, there is a fear, I think, among a lot of the big clubs now that they mustn't miss out on the next big thing, particularly, uh, you know, Brexit mm-hmm. and all that, young English talent. We've got to have that. that that's one of the reasons I think you see this sort of fee or, or, as Simon says, 35 million plus add-ons and all of that because they must, their scouting departments, everybody, the pressure is on, they must be seen to be in for the kid who's playing let's face yes. it regularly for Birmingham City at the age of 16 who
4: gets all over the pitch everybody's watched him runs here there everywhere does everything but gotta get him. I'm Darren Goff and this is Talk Sport Daily
2: Well that's nearly it for another podcasting thing but of course we couldn't go without the best bits of Andy Goldstein's books by now that Andy Goldstein me is actually back and what a show we had last night it was me and Perry Groves and here are the best bits of that said show Rules are very simple. you phone up 08717223344, Jack picks up the phone, and then went, well done Jack, and then uh, when you come on National you talk about whatever you like, but you can't talk sport, politics, religion, nothing too serious, and you can't bore us. If you bore us, you'll hear this noise. 3090, who's that? My name's Ollie. Ollie, off you go Ollie.
5: So, I was driving my car today, and I used the horn for the first time ever, and I felt so empowered by it that... Every time now, even if there's someone like 50 metres away on the road, I'll, I'll honk the horn because it feels so good.
2: What, sorry, how long have you been
5: driving for? Err, uh, just over a year.
2: And you've never, you've never honked the horn in a year? No, never. You've never used your horn? No, no, I used it the first time
5: today because someone, someone tried to overtake me and I was, I was and, a bit, well... So, hold well, so give you a feeling
4: of power?
2: So you're sitting in your car and for the first time in a year you've yeah. pushed your horn? Yeah.
4: How, what sort of sound does it make? Is it a high pitch horn or is it that sort of horn? Yeah, it's a bit like that. It's
2: How's it going? Like so, so, so did the person that overtook you? He literally made you. He gave you the horn, basically. But give us. He gave me the horn. Give us an idea
4: power. of how your horn sounds. Bit of a bit of a That's more of a honk. Yeah. Are you in the car now? Uh,
5: I'm not. I'm in bed.
2: Did you, can, hold on, can you get in the car and 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 push your horn so we can hear it? go on, I do would. it for us. Oh. Go on, do it for us. I can't. Go on, nah, go on do it. I've got a, no, go on. Go no, Go on. A, no, go on. Go on. Don't let us All down. On, Come I'll on. Push. Oh no, I need to put the key in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he needs a spark,
5: Ollie.
2: Come on, Ollie.
5: Ready?
2: Ready? Yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh go on, it oh we cut did it cut out? Oh we didn't hear? Go on, do it. Ollie, oh. we didn't hear it. We can't hear yeah. it, Ollie. Put the phone put, put the phone oh. to the like the front of the car. Ollie.
4: <laughs> I, think the, I think the horns, the horn's got the bit of Ollie. I think his horn's broken. A... I'm, I'm nervous now for Ollie. You think his dad's got the raven on? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, hello. Ollie, what happened? Uh, I put you on mute by accident, sorry. Pardon? put you on you mute? On mute. Put...
2: Brilliant. You plonker. Yeah, right, we, we listen, we haven't heard the horn yet. Go on.
4: <sighs> Give it a proper blast. Five, five seconds a worth. A proper blast. Come on. Hold on, I hold the car out there. I mean, I hold the phone out the window. All right, good on then, yep.
2: Yeah. Oh, double. No, we, did, we couldn't hear that. It needs to be loud, Ollie. Press it. No,
5: I'm going back to bed. My feet are <laughs> Good work, Ollie. Stop
2: good work, man, work with the horn. Well, that is it, sadly, for another podcast. Good work. Thanks for downloading it. Always a pleasure. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. A quick reminder that tonight... Come on, Atletico. All right, well, let me get to it. Atletico Madrid. Come on, the Madrid boys. All right, they're playing Liverpool in the Champions League. It's live on TalkSport. And, of course, it's the first leg of the last 16 and a knockout round now. None of this league nonsense. You lose over the two legs and you're out. Come on, Atletico. I really hope you beat Liverpool tonight. I'm not a Liverpool fan. I really, oh, That's hardly a chant, is it? Anyway, Hugh Woodencroft presents that show with commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Danny Mills. And then straight after that, you of course can have your say on my show with Old Moonface. Yeah, the round-headed fella with the massive forehead is back alongside me from 10pm. A reminder that you can download this show forever for free from Acast, Spotify, and Apple Pods. Or you could just download it yourself. I mean, you don't need to do it manually. The point is, probably no one on the planet will go. Oh, wait till five o'clock when this podcast drops, and then just go. And what's the point of that? unless, of course, you're maybe a, a new father or mother and you're up anyway at that time, or the dog needs to go out. I mean, if the dog needs to, just let him wee on the floor. It's a kitchen. I'm sure you can mop it up. Anyway, whatever the reason you're clicking, don't click, just press subscribe. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That
0: was a podcast from Talk Sport.
1: only from rustolium